Tell me you love me, I need a good laugh I'm holy water, you need a good bath Whiskey and perfume, you had a nightcap Now how about that? I've got a new friend, a perfect stranger He's got a bullet with your name in the chamber I'll body your kin, rearranger You feel my danger Nooner time. Welcome to the Nooner Show with Jay Dubs and Denise Brennan Nelson. We're broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Rockin' Royal Oak, Michigan. You can find us at podcastdetroit.com. What time is it? It's Nooner time. Somebody bring me a mirror. Happy Hump Day. Never mind Hump Day. It's National Caramel Day oh, today. That's a good day for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it is? Well, yeah, I thought like, Hump Day was a good day. Well, that's a good that's, that's always a good day. But <laughs> you know, we can hump any day. So it's a <laughs> No, you and I cannot. <laughs> it's hump day. It's hump and I'm day. drinking butterscotch something. You, yeah. <laughs> right. what, what, there's a story behind that. Yes. <laughs> Actually, you're drinking that today because it is National Caramel Day. So I want ah. something with a little bit of caramel in it today. I couldn't sense. find a a destruction drink today. A destruction nowhere drink. So we're having a, I was going to make one up, but then I thought last time I made one up when T Money Green was here, it was God awful. It was horrible. (laughs) I mean, he drank it and I could tell he was just trying to be nice. So I thought you you made a concoction. Oh yeah, I did. I'm a wine drinker, so I'm not a whiskey drinker. Like I don't know how to do that stuff. I mean, I guess I could follow a recipe. Not a mixologist. Caramel. No, not at all. So I thought, you know what? We'll just have caramel today and celebrate National Caramel Day. Thing to make. A lot of people don't realize that all it is is brown sugar and lemon juice and so. Well, I hate to tell you this, JT, but I I didn't make it. Do I need these on? No. Or no? I don't know. Yeah, we, I yeah. should keep them on. She okay. should have them on too. She oh, I'm just wondering. Like, <laughs> she doesn't want to mess up her uh, messy hair yeah. baseball cap. Oh, you <laughs> so. don't want to mess your hair up. No. She's, anyway, uh, um, all right. Tigers. So listen, you had a big weekend though. This I did weekend. have a big weekend. It was very this exciting. Is a very important holiday for our family. So yeah. there's like, was it's April like Fools? Christmas oh. is on the top, and then Thanksgiving, and then April Fools. It's like right. Oh, I'm right sorry. No, you have that screwed up. Oh, it's April Fools, then it's Christmas. Is that what it is? You did. Um, you got you. I you did. did really well. You and John Paul both did. Yeah, what did you? Yeah. So I wrote a song. Oh, and you I sang it. I sang, yeah. Well, I actually, did. I had no part in it. I'm not claiming that's not. True. <laughs> you, did too. you were laughing. You were videotaping. You choreographing you had, and yeah, directing. So I, um, I wrote a song and I sent it to uh, the songwriter that Rocky, signed with. Yeah, is signed to, <laughs> uh-huh. and and I did a voice memo. It's so bad. Like it, it's awful. It's god awful. It's was god awful that so we can't stop listening it. to it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I it's starting to grow on I don't know. Trust me. Maybe you can April even do something Fools with it. Kind of. Song yeah. So she sent sort. a text okay. that it was went just, with it. Yeah. And she said, you know, the kids. She's like, I'm, I'm, because she's also a writer. She's writing a book, and um, she's already she has several children's books that are out. So she's already, you know, she's a writer. So, but she's never, you know, 
dabbled in the songwriting area. Right. So she sent a text out it's to... It's fun, isn't it? <laughs> You're like, I'm going to stick to you children's know what? books. Well, after, no, after, after the show, I'm going to let you listen to the voice it's memo. It's so bad. Because oh, it's wait, horrible. We I wish right we could play it. No, absolutely not. No, you'll leave. It's so horrible. I can't sing at all. I mean, it's just... Just horrible, but I I did I sang it and sent it with a straight face, like, and he never wrote me back <laughs> oh, no. at all. I'm like, okay. And then John Paul, so we're signed with two guys, and so there's one guy who's the songwriter, and then the other guy who's an attorney. So, uh-huh. um, so he sent him a a video of him, and he said, and first of all, John Paul can't dance. Okay, like they specifically <laughs> asked Rocky. him. I'm a Just little so bit better know. than him, but no, they specifically <laughs> I stick to asked guitar him. for a reason. I swear to God, trust me. It's right. They specifically asked him not to. Like they've said, okay, when you're not playing keyboard, you need to just stand at the mic. And no, don't move. <laughs> so he sent an interpretive dance to one of his songs that <laughs> kind of like a Napoleon Dynamite. It, it oh, is so wow. bad. <laughs> it was so funny. So they could, I took them like seven hours to respond because to him, they responded and they just were like, said, we'll, we'll talk Monday. You know, <laughs> let's discuss. That was, the, <laughs> let's discuss. So it oh, was, God, it was fun. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we had a, we had a great day. And then of course we were down at falling down a uh, beer. Oh, uh, yeah. It was packed. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was just you said that. That's why I was like, mm, never mind. Yeah. yeah, no, it was packed, and then we went and saw Ellen Turner. That yeah, was which a lot was of a fun. blast. Um, and then Sunday we were with uh, Team Money and that whole group of people. Yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, so we had a really good weekend. weekend. So this, uh, well, first of all, tomorrow I have to give a shout out to my baby girl Olivia because it's her birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday! Yeah. Birthday, so, and then Friday is uh, opening day. Yep. And uh, but guess what else? It's National Beer Day too. That oh. it would be a big, I'm a big day in Detroit. Right? Yeah, of course <laughs> it is. No kidding. They should have made. See, here's what I'm gonna do with April Fool's though, because I'm realizing that's not working out for me. Nobody's answering their phone anymore. It's like they're on to you. Yeah, they are. So I'm either <laughs> going to replace my friends and family with a new set of people, <laughs> or I've got to get April Fool's switched to a different day. But Friday is National Beer Day. Yeah, we're and, not beer uh, drinkers though, so that's not no, really gonna mm-hmm. be no. But a day that's for okay. us. But yeah. where are you going downtown anyway? No. No, no, it's too much, too chaotic for me. Yeah. Oh, it is. Do yeah, you go? This crazy. Year, I, I've been sent down there this year. I'm not sent down there. To take pictures? Yeah, or? open oh, cool. a day. You should see all the pictures I can What get. do you take pictures of? Just the drunk I'm people? I'm pretty sure I'm in a couple of those. Yeah. Things, so. <laughs> I, find some of the, I, I find some of the weirdest stuff. The One year, a couple of years ago, I found two guys had Ernie masks, you know, burning Ernie. Oh. And drinking Budweiser. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I find some of the weird, that's I'll find some of the great. strangest things. I've seen people in the, the Central Park area uh-huh. last year. Um, they had these chess pieces. And there are all these chess pieces. There were tiger players at the chess oh, pieces. That's, cool. <laughs> that's really cool. cool. Yeah. Fox did that one. I have found girls out there chilling. I've seen, there was one time you should see all these gymnasts going right down the street. Wow. wow. Now, Justin, do you go hang out? Uh, I've been down probably three different years now. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun, but like you guys said, it's like really chaotic. Yeah. Um, so sometimes it's just better to watch the game. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But uh, I've, it's always a lot of fun. Well, so. I can't, I didn't realize that uh, because I have a lot of friends that go down, but I always thought they went to the game. They don't even go to the game. No, no they party in yeah. 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 That's what most are. people actually, Especially, well, a lot of yeah. people do. Yeah. So. See Greektown. That is a big yeah. party oh, down. I Greektown. Bet. The whole strip down in Greektown, yeah. all the bars, they're having fun. Basically, the whole street's blocked off. They're just having a party. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, there were rumors a couple years ago that they were trying to make that like a, a holiday oh, right. in, in Michigan opening right. day. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, national basically holiday. already is, but I heard that they were trying to do that a couple. Like I think last year, I heard oh, you that, should but, see uh, the tailgate for the Lions games before that. I've been sent down there before for Lions games over there. Great party, great. Everybody's just having fun. You go through Greek Town, you walk over. There's so many different spots. A lot of people don't realize you can park far and take the people moving. And you're only a couple oh, blocks from cool. the, yeah. the stadiums. Cool, yeah. huh? Well, anyway, so yeah, there's a lot going on this weekend. Um, oh, but also on Friday the seventh, our guest is going to be performing down at Fishbones. Oh, cool. So let's get on with our favorite segment. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. It's your job. All right. <laughs> so this segment is called What's the Wish, What's the Way, and What's in the Way. The segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented and gutsy individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring. Yes, they are. Detroit Rock Review described our guest as the biggest, baddest debut of any band they've seen in a long time. And they've seen a lot. He's the front man for the rising pop-punk alternative rock band, Justin Alexander and the Modern Classics, who've been performing all over the Detroit area, including the iconic Fillmore Theater. How cool is that? <laughs> I can't wait to hear about that. Um, with his recent win at the 89X Dime Battle of the Bands, this charismatic frontman and prolific songwriter, Justin Alexander. In the past about yourself. No, right? <laughs> yeah. I know. I open my mouth and the system crashes. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's how no. rock and roll we are, guys. No. No. Uh, well, hey, listen, you know what? We had the Petrucci sisters in here oh, and uh, oh, nice. from uh, Madame X. Yeah. And, uh, and it was the day that the wind was so bad. And every time we would talk about their new um, oh, no. album, the... The power would go out. Oh. <laughs> it, it, we had to keep starting over. But anyway, you were talking about when you listen to reviews about yourself. And we had to cut this down because there, you you have a lot going on. A lot has been accumulated over the last, like, 10 years of my life. So yeah. when you try to, like, find this or that about, like, what someone has said about me or, or you know, whether it be Screaming Scott from the Riff yeah. or Detroit Rock Review or something. Yeah. It can, like, be, like, hard to pick which one to use and stuff. So. Right. But, no, it's just really funny. Like, hearing some of the stuff that I haven't heard in a while, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I did that. <laughs> right. right. Um, well, and it's funny when you say – um for the last 10 years, because I really expected you to be older. I, I don't, maybe because of everything you've done. Yeah, that's the whole age thing is an interesting topic for me, even because I feel like when you compare what I look like now to what I look like when I was 23, I literally look younger now. And it was because I didn't take care of myself as good when I was younger. And man, when I turned 21 and you're in a rock band, yeah. it's like partying it just consumes fan. your life. I know. So now it's like I I'm I have to be held conscious too because even as a singer, you notice like as right. you get older, like, no, it takes more warm-up time and everything. Right. Well, you look you look 23. Thank you. Seriously. All right. I mean, no, when I was giving, you. handing you the the sip on this drink, I, yeah. I was thinking, is I wonder if did you want to see my ID? Well, I was thinking, <laughs> you know, we don't we don't, we don't serve minors. No, right. So, anyway, so so okay, so I read. We've been, you know, looking you up and researching, and I mean, I've known about you for a long time. Everybody um, has, yeah. So, um, but one of the things that I read was that you were married to your music, which I loved that. And um, when did you realize? We're going to take it back a little bit. When did you realize that music was your passion? I would probably say I really realized it when I was thirteen years old. I had been 
a drummer since I was eight. That's oh, what wow. I started off on. Mm. And then uh, okay. I worked with uh, Metro 37 and Kevin Sharp. Yep. I call him Uncle Kev. Yeah. He's probably listening <laughs> at some point. Uh, He'll be like, ah. Love, we love Kevin Sharp. Oh, yeah. Me too. So, um, but uh, I probably knew when I was 13 be- because I had been a drummer or starting as a kid mm. since I was very young with my parents who are both very musically inclined. My oh. mom's a singer and my dad's a singer. Oh, wow. And my dad's a drummer. Oh, so, really? Yeah. When I, they, he has like video footage of me when I'm like two, like tapping on stuff and <laughs> oh, messing cool. with his computer and stuff uh-huh. for sure. But when I was 13, I got in my first like punk rock band. It was like, the, uh-huh. you know, that's like the day and age you do it, yep. right? You're, it's like you're in high school, you're just getting into high school. Right. And, uh, I found like Blink-182 and Green Day and all those bands. And Travis Barker was like my idol. So, and I just remember going to see Green Day and Blink-182 at the Pop Disaster Tour and like thinking to myself, like, I don't know if I want to be like Travis Barker or Billy Joe Armstrong. (laughs) It was so cool. But uh, And then just years of different punk and pop and rock and different bands after that. So Now, um, are your parents in a band or? So my mom and my brother and I, we do a trio called Momford and Sons. That's awesome. How cool. <laughs> I have seen it. That's cool. Yeah, you were at the gig. Dude, we're, it's a we're riot, at? isn't it? It's a riot, these three all together. You should see it. It's funny. It, yeah. So the, the, you you can sing. Your mom can sing. Can yes. your brother sing, too? My brother's an amazing singer, too. Wow. Really? Um, we all have, like, our own little style to it. Yeah. But there's, it's so weird. Like, I'm sure when you do, like, harmonies with someone in your band or your project, it's yeah. like sometimes, like, enunciation is the yeah. hardest part, like, to land the words properly. Yeah. And with my mom and my brother, it's like we have this weird, like biological connection right where even like just hitting harmonies and stuff or we'll do something and then the other two will know like how wow. like a hit or something it's yeah. really it's bizarre but it's super cool you it know what really though cool. there are studies that uh, talk about that where the right the brain is actually similar so that's why they say that family members when they're in a band are actually very tight yeah. They have a tight performance because of that. So I'm going to put my brother on the spot right now. He's going <laughs> to see this eventually. But so he's uh, younger and he he doesn't look a lot older, but he's got more of like the older, like scruffy kind of look to him. And uh, he was born on December 16th. I was born on August 16th. Oh, so it was like wow. the hottest day of like the summer for me. And then it was like one of the coldest days wow. of winter. And after that, right. So he's taller. I'm shorter. He's got his birthmark is on the top of his head. Mine's on the bottom of my foot. Oh, that's wow. wild. We're both left handed, but he plays guitar left handed and I play right handed. Wow. Really? So, oh, it goes on too. Like, I, I just, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> so it's been like, all right, but we're really good friends now, even though we're like polar opposites. In so many ways, so. <laughs> now, that's now really does, cool. uh, does he have his own band or? Jamie, uh, was the lead guitar player for Kaleido. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, uh, great. But he's not Mm -hmm. with them anymore. He had just a few lifestyle changes that he wanted to make and, and, you know, and kind of do his own project now, too. Right, cool. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Do you have any other siblings or is it just the two of you? I'm the oldest of six. Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) Full-blooded biological brother is Jamie, but Mm -hmm. then I have uh, a half-sister, half-brother, stepsister, stepbrother. Wow. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Can they sing? 
Uh, Zach can sing. Michael Ann can sing. I don't know if Taylor can sing or not, but <laughs> Jacob was uh, on the saxophone too. Oh, so, wow. I, yeah. So he he did a couple different family. wind instruments, but. Next time we have to have the whole family in there. <laughs> well, we had a whole nother story here. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It was like hard for me to like kind of wow. sum it up into a little thing earlier. Yeah. I have a thing on my phone just so if I get like sidetracked, <laughs> I can, you know. But um, as for the band thing, we actually do a band called Burnham Alive. My mom and my dad are divorced, but they get along like best friends. That's so oh, cool. cool. And so my dad plays dramas. My mom sings lead vocals. I'm on bass or guitar and Jamie's on bass or guitar. And we so, all just do a family band. Let me ask you this. When when did you first go see them perform? Oh, like, wow. How old were you? You know what? It, oh, man. I mean, you have to. They've been performing since I was born. My dad was still playing rock star and doing his thing for a well, long when did time. You, when did you realize first, it was cool? Let, let me ask you that. Oh, cool. Yeah, probably probably around the same time I, I started getting into bands myself because mm-hmm. it was like, all right, well, this is really cool. It's yeah. like, wait, your parents do that? And I'm like, that's pretty cool. Too. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, we, uh, my dad was Judas in Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, wow. And I believe my mom was Mother Mary. I'm, oh, wow. I'm pretty sure. But it's been so long. And I mean, like, they have, like, footage of it. Like, How wow. cool. Yeah. That is really cool. And then my mom was the runner-up on the Super Singer Contest. Wow. In Detroit? In Detroit. Really? Yep. And my dad just... Oh, he. have you ever heard of Seventh Son? The Iron Maiden tribute band? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. My dad sang for that, too. So growing wow. up, it was, like, sultry country and, like, metal. <laughs> wow. And I'm somewhere in between that yeah. Jamie. Yeah, yeah we're cool. her use, man. I never heard you, <laughs> but I heard you yeah. and your mother sing. It was Let's, really good. Let me ask you this. How how do you describe your genre? Well, I think for the band, for yeah. the modern classics, I would call it like a pop alternative punk rock thing. I mean, it's it lands somewhere between 30 Seconds to Mars and Foo Fighters with that Green Day, that whole vibe, you know. Yeah. You could fit in there with Weezer. Um Jimmy Eat World, yeah. Killers even. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it, it fits up in that. And I want to say, honestly, like the the top of the pops rock and roll genre. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you could it could be with Muse or anything too like that. Yeah. But I mean, I just, when I, when I started getting into music production, I saw all the tools that I had. And I was like, man, I can really make this music sound so great. Why not? You know, why not push it to that level? And a lot of people, and I think musicians don't, uh, don't see music production in the studio as an art form. And that's what it it totally is. I mean, just to understand, it's a rabbit hole you get yourself into, Mm -hmm. but you know, five. When did, when did you get into that? Well, Kevin Sharp mixed my first album I wrote when I was 17 years old. I performed all the instruments on it. I was signed to a contract from his TV producer at the time. Um, and the TV producer, I'm going to not name him, but Mm -hmm. he he ran uh, my bed bugs, Mm -hmm. which is a children's TV show. Mm -hmm. And so Kevin actually, he engineered uh, and produced the entire album. But I kept, I got to the point where, have you ever been in the studio and you hear something, but you don't know how to explain it? Oh yeah. So (laughs) that's me all the time. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking at Kevin, like, I don't know how to explain this to you, but if you show me the program. I might be able to just do it myself. So one time he was just like, I'm just going to go home. You stay here tonight. And 12 hours later, he comes walking the door. I'm still up like a zombie. Trying oh to get it really? But, and that's how it started. So, so about you, 18. So self-taught? Really? 17, 18 years old. Yeah. Wow. That really? That is one thing. The studio stuff is 
you know, I can make suggestions and, you know, kind of explain, but the actual production, I could never do. That is one thing that like sitting there and I have so much respect for engineers and producers oh, and yeah. who have that mind, you know, yeah. cause it's, it's just, it's uh, because you want to think creatively, not like mathematically, yeah, not like an engineer in a sense, but yeah. in the form of like a poet. So you have to kind of find that middle ground between like algorithms and ratios and like how you want to put together a piece of lyrical poetry you know right it's it's a weird thing to mix it and it's taken me a lot of time to get the whole thing down synonymously if you will because it just doesn't always click right away right you know and i know we're going to talk about a few songs but i wanted to tell you about destination nowhere and that is that's the name of the ep right of the ep too yes so but that song took me like six months to write whereas beautiful rage took me all of like a week Really? So songs can be different, like the way that they, they're either going to write themselves or you really yeah. got to chug away at them. Right. That well, let's talk about sense. Destination Nowhere, um, because let's play it first, because then I want to oh, yeah, talk sure. about the lyrics and um, I want to hear the story behind it.
that song. That's a I love it. You know what my favorite line that is? Means in that means so song? much, though. I like, just have to tell you, my favorite line is uh, when you're going to Destination Nowhere, somewhere is just around the bend. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. It's just like being in that stagnant, redundant routine of life and not knowing where to go next. You know? So, so tell us what this process was, well, was like writing that song. Because it sounds the, to me when I listen to the lyrics like yeah. you're going back and forth, like you're having a conversation. Yes, you're, exactly you're two. Right. It's exactly right. Okay, so it was kind of like you you try to do what like is right in your head. All right, I'm not going to get too deep on it, but this is one of those okay. ones I that like did deep. need yeah. to yeah. get that deep. And that's what that's like. Beautiful rage is like a love song, so it kind of writes itself because it's an yeah. easier song. This is one of those like all over the board, all over the place kind of songs. And when I wrote the first guitar riff. I knew right away it was like there was it was almost like a little bit of uh, a tension and where the beginning of the song is like kind of like freedom yeah. and the verses come in. It's like, wait a minute. Where do you think you're going? Right. So it's like, all right, well, I think I got it. Oh, never mind. You know. <laughs> um, and then just kind of like uh, you think you're about to go. It's all about to happen for you. Yeah. And then so, it's like one step forward, two steps backwards. Right. Really the theme of the entire song. Right. And uh, when when it started to come together, I. I had this like Lost Boys from like like Hook. Mm-hmm. You ever seen? You guys have yeah. seen the movie? Like piece to that chorus where I was like, I, I I heard like this entire group of people chanting it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so actually, if we if we do a video, when we do a video, I should say, I wanted that like scene where they're breaking all the clocks. Oh, the, cool! Wouldn't that be so cool? Yeah, with really our guitars, cool. like in slow oh, motion. Cool. And we're like smashing fate. You oh, know that's what I'm neat. Cool. Yeah. But so it's pretty much just that. I mean, and then. The the verses are they're not like self explanatory, but it's it's tension and relief the entire right, song. Right, right, yeah. I, awesome. I love those lyrics. Um, well, you, with the songwriting, you said this one took you six months, right? So what do you do? Like, That's get an like idea a rough or? estimate because like I I should have brought my journal with all my songs and I I oh. at any time have like thirty to forty compositions that I'm writing. You do, wow. and sometimes they just okay. write themselves, and sometimes they just take a lot of time of like sitting there and like I I said like dusting away yes. the sand over I love the that. skeletal yeah. structure because I'm like all right, well I don't know exactly where I want to go with it, but then I'll be like oh that would be great for that part, and then it'll kind of piece itself together yeah is is it hard to uh i mean can you can you arrange your days so that you write does it work that way or no i'm i can't i, I would imagine that you have to have quiet time you have to be by yourself i, I, I think, do a lot of writing to, at night yeah that's absolutely. what i read absolutely um and it's just easier to do because the chaos of the world is kind of at bay right. which sucks because i actually like the daytime too but <laughs> Um, because I play at night, you know, Friday and Saturday and Tuesday night, I mean, like my voice is pretty much not shot, but yeah. it's not like recording level where you want it to be on Sunday or Monday. So I usually wait till Wednesday to do vocal takes. I warm up. Like that's why I was like, all right, I actually didn't play last night. And oh, okay. I mean, but I was, I was shredded last night. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to do a song <laughs> on, on this show if I don't, you know, you sounded take... great warming up. So I can't oh, wait to hear yeah. it live. Thank you. Um, Go ahead. I know you have the songwriting questions. Yeah, so when you're writing, because I mean, I'm scatterbrained. So for me, I'm like, okay, it's like one at a time. Like, <laughs> so how do you like separate that when you're working on 30, 
you know, that, that many compositions at one time. I mean, the thing about it is, is that it's so funny because I'm going to relate this to a, a YouTube video I just watched of the guy who produced Rihanna's uh, Diamonds in the Sky. Mm-hmm. And like, they're, they're asking him the same questions. He's like, I don't know. I just like do all this other <laughs> stuff and try to put it together as best <laughs> as I can. And by that time, hopefully it fits in. But actually, I mean, really, I, when it comes to songwriting, I, there's ways to speed write. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can speed write a song. There's like techniques to speed write. I, I never did that because to me, songwriting was something I did because I felt a certain way. Mm-hmm. Right. So to just kind of force something out never made sense to mm-hmm. me. Right. But I, I don't think that there's things that you can't do to like routinely get better, mm-hmm. but definitely have whatever emotion you're trying to portray in your mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if the song is a love song, but it's like a tainted love song, like find a chord or a note that does that feeling to you. Mm-hmm. I, I like to make the melody like feel the same way as the words I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. What, does, yeah. is, so. does one come before the other? Like do you get the melody in your head and then you come up with the words or do you? That's another thing that I've found that bands do differently than a singer songwriter slash composer does. Uh, when you're in a band, a lot of the times the guitarist will come up with a riff and then, mm-hmm. the, and then the drum will go, oh, I'll add this and then the bass player add this. And, and that's how we got Led Zeppelin and Led Zeppelin was great. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same as uh, a singer songwriter like, uh, like Dave Grohl, where mm-hmm. he, he, he can hear this entire composition right away, which I think ha- has a lot to be, uh, it's a testament of the fact that he's a musician. Right. Uh, of uh, a multiple musician, um, uh, what, what would you call that? A multiply talented musician or whatever. Right. So, um, where he does drums, bass, guitar, and everything. Right. Um, so, yeah, what, am I, am I so when you, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> Have another drink. No, I was like on the way here and I'm like, dude, God, what I would give for like a beer to just like take the edge off. <laughs> Well, I should have waited to see what you would give another CD because oh. Rocky here is stealing mine. That's mine. He gave it to me. I'm, I like, think I have some more in the car. Okay, well, that, so that one's I mine. You gave it to oh, me, so, but she already well, took it. Uh, sure. So <laughs> what, when, did, when did you get this band together, the Modern Classics? When, when did this all happen? Oh, jeez. I think it was like a little under a year ago. Okay. And we were we started off slowly because I was still getting like the songs done for the EP and everything. And, um. When you wear a lot of hats, it does take more time to do things. Right. So, um, but after that, we got, we had a few shows under our belt. And then I was like, I, I feel like you don't, I don't feel like bands need to play a ton of different shows, little shows everywhere. If they can make the ones that they do play a part of their strategy to keep gaining momentum. Right. Right. And I mean, when it comes down to it for me is that I think like right now I, I'm going to start really looking out label representation. Okay. Because I think that we have the songs. I think that we have the notoriety and I think that we have the resume to support why oh, we should be able to take some resources from somebody mm-hmm. and double or quadruple those resources and then get right. a better deal. So that's really what's on my mind next for the band. So you're the front person of the band. Mm-hmm. Do you do all the songwriting? Or do they participate? I do. Um, when I started this band, I've always had a thing like about trying to, I don't know, Dave Grohl was always a big influence on me with everything. And so I do, I, I play all the instruments on all the songs and everything on this CD. That's I've been amazing. Doing it since yeah, I was that is 17. incredible. That's just amazing. 
So and so um, when you when you get an idea like this, like Destination Nowhere, do you these do you, these drive me nuts because this is like <laughs> I have a few compositions like Destination Nowhere, and you're just like, oh my god, how am I going to finish this thing? And <laughs> well, how do you, how do you where, explain it? Do you explain the lyrics to the band? Like how do or do they just listen I, to it and learn it, or or, or do they become? Uh, well, do they? I guess what I'm trying to understand because I'm not a musician at all is do do they get emotionally attached to your the story that you write do they connect with it when i when i do the audition part of everything i i show people what you know the songs are and whatnot and i mean some people are like hey i like it or you know i'm sorry i got other bands or whatever and uh the two guys that i'm working with are actually from a band called brandenburg okay and then my drummer now is the old drummer of my band lies unknown Oh, okay. Yeah. So, cool. um, so we've known each other for years. I actually yeah. lived with my drummer like years ago. And so we're family and he's always been a big supporter. Um, and then, uh, Steve and Pat, uh, guitarist and bass player, they heard the songs and they were, they were right on board. I think we all shared the Jimmy Eat World thing. Okay. That's why doing that battle was like everything. When we, we won the 89X battle of the bands. Yeah. It was like, oh, this is like the thing. Even if we don't win it, it's like we still have to try because it's yeah. one of our favorite bands. And then you opened up at the Fillmore. That's the second time um, that I've won that battle and opened up at the Fillmore. The no first time kidding. we did it was with Flowbots and Modest Yahoo. Wow. And Lies Unknown. And then just recently with Jimmy Eat World and uh, the Struts. How, how cool is that, that you would win that twice? It's really, really cool. But like then, like I get done with bands. it, and I'm like, all right, well, hello. Like, uh, I'm I'm at the point where that's what I that's why label representation is so important to me right now because I'm I definitely want to see us go further. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, and there's there's so many ways to to make it, if you will. And when there's things like the girl who does the cash me outside, and that's you know makes a million dollars of it or whatever makes it's it's the internet has gotten it so people can further their careers in a certain way and Mm -hmm. then it's also congested of the market for the musicians who have the sense of wanting to keep integrity i feel like yeah but i don't believe that's a challenge isn't it it is it is a challenge especially for artists i even feel like to be authentic right. and then to make money. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, even 15 years ago, I, I remember people always struggled a little bit with the integrity and authenticity right. thing. And now it's like they will sell their souls on the, the yeah. mark, man. And yeah. I'm like, all right, well, I'm still I still like to sleep on my pillow and But does you know? does the internet though give you more of an opportunity to be able to stay authentic? I think that it does. In the sense that you can now promote yourself without right. having to have a record label. Right. Um, so, and like I said, like a lot of ways, it's just leveled the playing field. Right. But in the same token, in the way that I think the industry works is like, um, I believe it was either today or yesterday. I, I should look at my phone, but I know it was like the anniversary of Kurt Cobain. Mm-hmm. Um, his, I believe his death and I might be wrong. So don't quote me on that, but I know that my friend posted something about it and, I could not see him going and auditioning for American Idol in this day and age and making oh, right. it. And it's like, it's so funny how many people still ask me this day, like, well, have you ever tried out for this or that? And it's like, of course, mm-hmm. I, I actually have. There's another thing that I don't know if you know, but I, I auditioned for the American Idiot Broadway musical in Los Angeles. Oh, I read wow. that. Yeah. So, um, and then I made it down to the last five. 
Wow. And the reason why I, why I made it far and I went there is because we I did the um the after party for the actual musical when it was here at the Detroit Opera House. Oh, Three wow. days. Made friends with all Green Day's friends. Wow. I was like, yeah. And then they were like, we're going to scout you. We love your voice. We love what you do. Yeah. And so when I went out there, they didn't think to themselves, oh, that's right. You have no Broadway musical experience. But I still made it down to the last, like, it was like five or ten. It was somewhere in between there. Wow. It was like a handful of people. Wow. And, uh, they literally told me in Los Angeles after I spent like a thousand dollars and everything on like lodging. They're like, sorry, man, you don't have any Broadway musical experience. Aww. It was like, dude, it was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but still just that you got that far yeah. and that you just jumped on, For uh, sure. on the and opportunity. I, absolutely. You never know what something's going to lead to. That's what I That's always exactly say. It's like right. it, you connect the dots and mm-hmm. somehow, some way things always come back around. And I really, and, truly do believe that. Yeah, I know? do too. If you keep chugging, you're going to get somewhere. Right. It's just the way it is. So let me, let me ask you this. Um, what is it that you would want a label to do? I think mainly it would be tour support. Oh, okay. Because with touring comes building a, a bigger fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, and, right. also, and also just help with, uh, getting on some, some of the other radio stations around the country regionally and, yeah. and eventually nationally. Um, only because, I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the trouble is getting your song out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, um, but it's not it, it, what I'm hearing mm-hmm. is it doesn't necessarily sound like you have to have a label. It could be a sponsor. You're a big absolutely sponsor. right. Like yeah. Chance the Rapper doesn't right. have a, he refused to sign with the label, but he yeah. has Apple now backing him. <clears throat> right. Well, Apple's that's, got a lot more money than. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I, I suppose when I use the word label is. Okay. Kind so of you're a, looking more for uh, like backing. sponsors backing. Sure. Yeah. Mm. I mean, really anything to get the music out there. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I, I own the rights and the publishing to all of them and everything. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to worry too much about someone. Taking yeah. me, take well, because in my first contract it went south when I the one that I signed when I was eighteen. Okay, so but I don't want to go yeah. put dirt on anybody right. like right now. <laughs> but let's just say that it did not go the way that I intended it to, uh-huh. and I know better than to ever let that happen again. Yeah. Right? So first thing I do when I get a song, I was like, Ugh. oh yeah, get your rights, get right. your publishing, <laughs> right, right. Well, that's where it's all at anyway. Is the publishing for sure the writing? Yeah. Now, do you write for other people? I haven't in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've let some people use some songs in the past. I don't know if they'd like to be named or not. So okay. you don't have to name them. To, I was for just sure, but I have. I have before. I, I I did actually an insulation commercial uh, company. They were like an insulation company, and I did insulation man instead of secret agent man. <laughs> That's awesome. Gosh, you got a lot. You wear a lot of hats, don't you? Uh, to my own detriment, sometimes. You, I'd say. Sounds like you need more of an assistant, a good assistant to. Yeah, I got a girl, Anita. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me borrow Anita. Huh? Uh, you're going to play live for us right now, right? I am. Okay. What are you going to play? I am going to play a song that people at my acoustic gigs, they always request called Back in Detroit. And this, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. He's heard it before. He's like, dude, I heard this song like four times. But I've heard it. <laughs> Uh, the story behind back in Detroit is when I moved out to California, uh, which I did for a year. I was 23. And what'd you do that for? I, was it for music or just, I was, I was still waiting out at the end of a couple years of my contract. That oh, I had okay. When I was 18. Okay. And I was like, well, if I'm going to wait out this contract, I'm going to do it in sunny California. There you go. <laughs> so, I respect that. Yeah. You know what I mean? No kidding. Yeah. So I, I drove across country with my buddy 
And I showed up there with not a dollar to my name. And then the first place I walked into had acoustic entertainment and they booked me on the spot. So oh, wow. like, no way. Gosh. But um, long story short, when I was leaving, it was like, all right, well, I got to leave California and I miss Detroit and I miss my mommy. man. <laughs> so uh, I, I wrote this song about going back to Detroit and just all the things that I miss about Detroit and, oh, and, and awesome. the Midwest collectively, yeah. but also just all the gigs I play out here and everything and just uh, everyone and the, and the people out here. It's, it's totally different than California. Oh, that Nothing bad, so cool. just, just different. Yeah. You know, we're, we're tougher yeah. out here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, we're the comeback city. Here. Yeah, <laughs> you know? definitely. And I think that this this could be a great song to kind of represent that, too, in the yeah. near future, you know. Yeah. Um, it, Let's hear it. For sure. Let's hear it. What What do we do, Jess, with the mic? Anything? We could play um, Beautiful Rage while we're waiting for him to get set up. Let's Let's do that. Let's play Beautiful Rage by Xander.
just how close you Awesome. We should be good. Awesome. Now we get a live performance. Yes. All right, you guys just let me know when, okay? All right. We're ready. So what song are what song are you doing? We just listened to Beautiful Rage, so this song is called Back in Detroit and it's uh it's gonna be a full band song soon, but this is the one I do at my acoustic gigs all the time. So. Okay, cool. I'm from it ain't always sunny but we're rich in so man we don't need money to have a good time in Detroit whoa oh back in Detroit you know I, I've made love in a dirty dark alley and man I'm crazy for my Mustang Sally whoa oh back in Detroit Got a girl or two back in Detroit. <laughs> and now I'm California dreaming. I take my chances on the road. But it don't matter where I'm going. Cause I'll always have my Detroit soul. You know, we don't run when the wind starts to blow And then we ain't afraid to drive when the weather brings snow and no. But we ain't scared back in Detroit Here we go! No, we ain't scared back in Detroit We're proud and we ain't afraid to show it But man, be careful if you don't know where you're going I've had my ass kicked in Detroit I've had my ass kicked by Detroit And now I'm California dreaming I take my chances on the road But it don't matter where I'm going I'll always serve my rock and roll I've seen bad times, man, but mostly good. Made in the big city and the neighborhood. I've been mistaken, man, so misunderstood. So let me tell you what we're gonna do. We're taking Motown to Hollywood. I said I'm bringing Motown to Hollywood. And bringing back Detroit Rock City oh, 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 oh. We're 
bringing back Detroit Rock City. Dreaming, I take my chances on the road. But if all those times that I spend leaving, there's only one true place that I call my home. One day you might just see me singing my songs, having one too many. Whoa, oh, back in Detroit. Cause that's how we do it in Detroit. Alright guys, big ending or little ending? Oh, big ending. Come on, it's Detroit. So Detroit. I need another drink. I need another drink. I, I feel like oh I'm at a gosh, rock concert awesome. in this little <laughs> 15 by 15. Oh my God, how cool. That was fun. <laughs> Isn't it hard to do that though? Just in this little it's room actually here? Easier. I'm so used to using a mic that I'm like, oh. I, I like to stand up instead of sit down when I play because I just, I get too into it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting down. It's like, Oh, that was awesome. So so you're going to do that with the whole band, that song? Yeah, like the – here, I'll just do this real quick. I'll show you. This is kind of part of the way that I write it. Here we go, the way. Oh, wow. Are you serious? Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, my God. That is awesome. That is so cool. But, so that's going to be a that. really fun one. I mean, it's just one of those ones that everybody requests. In my yeah. Oh, is that awesome. Is that your favorite song to play? Or wait, what, what song um, of yours? Well, we got to pull, pull that mic back down. But what song of yours do you love playing over and over? Well, I mean, the thing about it is, is that because I do write in composition mm-hmm. and like I, I, I'm at my studio a lot, it's not that the songs don't sound good solo they just they're missing things mm-hmm. you know what i mean so that one's one of the ones i prefer to do acoustically because it kind of it's like a one-liner song yeah it's like it sells itself people don't need to listen into the joke to get it yeah it's like mm-hmm. oh okay that's funny okay that's cool okay right. that's mm-hmm. funny and you know with i don't want to say everyone has short attention spans but <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it's better out that way sometimes when immediately you need to like impress right. the crowd or something right but i love destination nowhere um Songs that I like to play. I mean, which yeah. which one of your songs best defined you? Do you think? Ooh, um, there's a song on that album called "Scared to Live." Oh, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, that's and it, I didn't get a chance to remix it. Like I had, mm-hmm. man, somehow Tell me about I don't have the masters <laughs> anymore, and I'm like, no. Tell me but about "Scared to Live." "Scared to Live" is a story about. Johnny and Jenny and Johnny is this like punk rocker kid and he's not doing anything right with his life. And then Jenny is the cheerleader kind of girl who lives next door. Very, you know, John Mellon can't be, but in a punk rock kind of way. And Jenny's like the cheerleader who does everything she's supposed to do, but never anything that she really wanted Wants to do. To do. And oh. then Johnny's like the punk rocker, but like they basically they come together at the end and they meet each other and they help each other out. Like she, you know, she helps him like stop screwing up and, yeah. Johnny helps her do the things she wanted to do kind of thing. But wow. that 
that was like the the song that for me growing up epitomized who I was. Really, it was like it's like about Johnny spends his time alone in the basement writing song songs yeah. on his guitar. And just how many people growing up, it's like it's really hard to do music. No one understands that there's no. a life to be made. There's like they don't they don't take made. it seriously. Yeah. A lot of people don't, you know. Well, and well really, if not they're not just in music. music well, know? but not even just music, mm-hmm. but anything that's art related. Right. People mm-hmm. just say you. You're not going to make money at it, so you need to go to school. You need right. to do this. You need to do that. And it's that. mostly from people who didn't end up doing the things that they wanted to do. Because yeah. they spent you all know? their time doing what they should do instead of what. Yeah. And, and when I say that, I, I'm not saying that's a good thing. What I'm saying is a lot of people don't pursue what they're really supposed to pursue because right, rather they than follow they their should heart. do this and they should do that. They live and for they other people. They don't follow their passion. They don't follow yeah. their passion. They don't discover yeah. their purpose. Because I think Jim Carrey said it best. He was like, well, if you can fail at the things that you're supposed to do in life, why not try to do the things that you want to do and, exactly. and succeed at them? Right. I mean, mm-hmm. if that's, that's the reality. You're right. Totally agree. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Um, how do you define success as an artist? You know what? When I was 13 years old and I saw Billy Joe in the crowd doing this and there's 20,000 people in an arena doing it back, that's what got me into that idea that that's what I wanted to do one day. Mm-hmm. As I've gotten older and like even playing with Jimmy Eat World, you realize that there's quality fans and then there's just getting into it for the numbers of things. Regardless, I wouldn't mind selling out a $20,000 <laughs> arena and doing that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if I just have quality fans and, and and that's who I can get out to, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just about the connection. Isn't that what music's about? Right. It's about affecting someone for the best. Right. right. It's about, if they can feel the way that you felt, then you've helped them. Right. If they, they can relate to you. And so, I mean, I'm just going to keep doing what I do. And um, I have a lot of pop songs that I write too, but, you know, it just it takes time to get them all out and everything. Yeah. And we just put this out not too long ago. So... And how can people get your music? Uh, well, they can download it on iTunes. I have all of those songs on there, I believe now. Yep. So, And it's Justin Alexander. Justin Alexander. And then if you're on Spotify, there's another guy named Justin Alexander. But I usually come up first. But okay. in, in that case, just Justin Alexander B. And okay. that'll come up. So. And he's... He's probably not from Detroit, right? I believe he's from Chicago. Okay, he's like an so, EDM guy. Oh, so we okay. don't like, yeah, there's no real. Yeah. And plus you can't really, I don't think you can copyright like a name like that. I think it's still a thing that that's why there's two of us. You okay. Know? And, so. um, and what are, are your, oh, I'm sorry. Where are you playing ahead. next? Friday, I will be at Little Lorraine's. And then actually, again, on Saturday this weekend, uh, Ronnie Rosalino of Kaleido and Tiffany uh, Marie of Rumor Has It, who is a duo with my brother. Who does the duo with my brother? She's gonna be up there with Ronnie, and I come up and I actually play Cajon, the box drum. Oh, cool! So it's like my cool. one little time to go and pretend I'm a drummer. Kind oh, of that's thing. nice. Very cool. And I usually sit in and fill, you know, and do a few songs. So. Yeah, cool. But, that is really cool. Very cool. All right, so we misspoke the first time when I said fish bones. It's not fish. No, bones. it's okay. No, it's, it's a sorry. calendar screw up. Right. I think that's that's what that's my fault. So no, no problem. And then where can everyone find you on social stuff? Uh, well, if you just type in Justin Alexander in on Facebook, then my band and I usually come up like my artist page and my personal page come up right away. Okay. Um, so I encourage you to go check out the music and like that. Yes. And then, uh, I still have, you know, like, I think like 500 available for themselves. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, but yeah. Um, and, and then, then all the, uh, the tour dates or the show dates are all listed. The show dates are actually listed. 
for future reference on <laughs> justinalexandermusic.com. Okay. And all of, yeah, of course, all of our show dates and stuff like that are on the, the Facebook page as well. Okay, That's perfect. Cool. Yep. And if somebody wants to book you, are you the contact person? I can be. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, once in a while, Mark Storks helps book me, uh, from okay. Detroit Rock Review. Great. And, uh, yeah, but, but typically right now I'm an independent artist, so I, I don't mind yeah. having it all go through me. And Detroit Rock Review is another great source oh, yeah. to we're check shout, out. We're shouting out Detroit Rock Review right now. <laughs> yeah. We have to. What up? <laughs> yeah. Um, what's on your summer bucket list? Okay. So I actually, Hopefully tonight, I'm hoping, okay? Because it's so hard to call mixes done when you get them done. Like, that was hard to get that done and call it done. But uh, so I'm going to be sending out most of these tracks to Assemble in Detroit, who is a music placement company that I was uh, suggested to by one of my entertainment attorney friends. Assemble Sound? It, yep, exactly. Uh-huh. Um, yep. And so, yeah, it's Garrett and Nicola over there. Great. And um, we're all really, like, enthusiastic about Trying to find some placements for this stuff. I think that would help a lot too, you know. Oh, just absolutely. Like getting out there and stuff. And there's a song on there called Supergirl. And the show Supergirl, I was like, holy crap, I'm writing this song. <laughs> like, it, it, it wasn't for that show. <laughs> but, you know, we're going to see, you know. Oh, cool. But, and uh, what else do you have planned for this summer? Uh, I'm going to be at Harley Davidson gigs. Oh, cool. Oh, gosh. Hold on. Let me pull up my calendar. June something, ain't it? Yeah, June. Where at? Seventh, where's Freedom that at? Hill. The mo- yeah, that one. Oh, the, Freedom Hill, the, the Motor City one too. And we're gonna be doing that. The Motor yeah, City Stars one. Stars and Stripes get moved to Novi this year. It's in Novi. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yep, it's really? gonna be in Novi. It's not gonna be at Freedom Hill anymore. Wow. <laughs> well, listen, we have to wrap it up. Cool. We're uh, doing our fortune cookies. Yes, we're gonna do our fortune cookies. Ooh, we we, we have to. Cookies? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, have, we This is how we plan the future, right here. It's whatever those <laughs> things. Are. So, why don't you toss the cookies? Tell oh, them how God. we do it. All right, so we toss the cookies, and whatever way the little prongs are facing is your cookie. That means that's so, your fortune. I don't have anyone facing me. That one's <laughs> close. That one's okay. I thought this one was Jess's. We're sure. You don't have one, Rocky? Oh, you well, do have one. facing me, so I And how are we reading these today? We're reading these back in Detroit. So oh, at the back end of in them, Detroit. Yep, so at the end, we'll say back in Detroit. So why don't you start, start it? All right, give me. We'll have you go first. Okay. Ooh, an old wish will come true back in Detroit. Ooh, really? <laughs> I hear you will move to a wonderful new home within the year and back in Detroit. Oh, okay. <laughs> Real estate's getting expensive in Detroit, just so you know. Go ahead, Justin. <laughs> I was just waiting to get a Uh-oh. weird one. It says, don't let unexpected situations throw you back in Detroit. Oh. <laughs> Does that mean I got to get out of here? No. <laughs> wow. Go ahead, Jess. Mine says, good news will be brought to you by mail in Detroit. Oh, wow. That was a big fat check. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, can I switch? Uh, Mine says, look for for the dream that keeps coming back. It is your destiny back in Detroit. Cool. All right. Well, Justin, thank you so much for taking time to meet with us today and hang out with us. I shouldn't say meet. We're not having a meeting, but it was fun. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. Thank you guys. Yeah, we're going to have you back. Um, Sure. You know, Maybe we'll put some feelers out there and kind of see, yeah. you know, 
Definitely. If we can figure out how to help out with so, the sponsor stuff. You never like know right away how it's going to go with this kind of thing. I'm like, okay, wait, they got Listen, alcohol out. Or yeah, we start with alcohol. Next time you come bring Mark, we'd love to see him. It's been yeah, a while since definitely. we've seen him. And, He's uh, watching right now. And, so. and his wife, too. She's yeah. she's amazing. They're so just going to sit there and be like, yeah, he's a great kid, but he leaves the chips out. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Well, good luck with everything, okay? Thank you so much. We're going to catch one of your shows. So let's end the close the show with uh destination nowhere because i yes. just love that song. i think <laughs> everybody can relate to those I lyrics you know <laughs> i mean how many times have you had that i'm struggle? glad that you yeah. took the time to listen to them because oh, that's yeah. one of those songs that was that my you... life right there <laughs> oh really yeah it's yes no maybe no yeah. it's over it's not did you, over oh, did you notice <laughs> what Oh, I love the CD. Did Real quick, though. It says East everywhere. I did. Oh, that? I, so I cool. love that. But what, what what does that stand for on your, uh, the tattoo on your um, hand? So I actually have a song called the uh, Lion Song. And okay. it's one of the songs that, so right now, uh, my, Mark is building a vocal booth at, at, at oh, a studio. Oh, yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that's I haven't cool. been doing vocals because I'm waiting for that to get done, but it's like almost done right now. And that's one of the first songs that I'm getting done. Um, so plus I just didn't want to get like, Love, hate, good, evil. Like, do something. I, you know? I like it. Thank you so oh, much. we have to close with our quote, too. Yep. Sometimes the only available mode of transportation is a leap of faith. Thanks for taking a leap of faith, everyone. Happy hump day and happy National Caramel Day. Go out and get an ice cream today. Watch vodka, caramel, whatever. <laughs> 